Hi everyone, welcome to The Swarm. My name is James Catalano. And I am Seamus McGuire. We just had the privilege of interviewing the elusive artists and masterminds behind the Instagram account Tower Fantasy. You guys, if you know anything about Tower Fantasy, you're going to be jacked as much as we're jacked right now. If you don't, go ahead, pause real quick, go on Instagram and search Tower Fantasy and go ahead and follow them so you know what we're talking about. So Tower Fantasy is kind of this pop cultural take on an empty skyscraper in downtown New Orleans. It's called the Plaza Tower. It's a been abandoned since 2002 and this Instagram account kind of um, highlights, pokes fun at, celebrates and uh, truly makes this tower a unique icon of the city and we had the privilege of interviewing them. It's pretty it's pretty wild. They actually reached out to us some time ago to kind of help facilitate. They had they just had a, a recent um, uh, exhibit pre- exhibit with the Preservation Resource Center. Yes. And they reached out to our Instagram saying, hey, would you be interested in kind of helping animate something? Yes. If you go to the Preservation Resource Center, you will see their artwork displayed live. So we actually interviewed them, but we're going to keep with the theme of their elusiveness, and we are going to mask their voice. Seamus, uh, give, give us an example of how we're going to mask their voice. Okay. This is how we're going to mask their voice. James, isn't this crazy? This is absolutely wild. <laughs> we did get a chance to interview them. They're very captivating, very interesting. There's six to ten of them. Uh, sometimes there's just one of them. Sometimes there's a few of them. They're kind of moving in and out of the microphone. Um, and enjoy. Enjoy. We are here with the elusive contributors, owners, masterminds behind Tower Fantasy. So can you introduce yourself and explain to us what is Tower Fantasy? Sure. Uh, We can introduce ourselves as the identity behind the project known as Tower Fantasy, better known to the public as the Instagram account at Tower Fantasy. Um, and it was a project started, um, kind of with a bigger scheme in mind of it being a, a broader call for ideas of what to do with, with the Plaza Tower, 1001 Howard Ave. And, uh, the Instagram account was started to kind of start to generate conversations and visual note taking on, on what we thought. Uh, we could do with Plaza Tower and, and see if we could get some people excited about submitting kind of bigger concepts and real ideas. Well, Tower, I want to thank you for coming on to our show because I got to say I'm a, a huge Instagram follower and huge Instagram fan. Uh, even before loves Instagram. I, I do love Instagram. Uh, well before even Cicada was formed, I was following Tower Fantasy and it was always really just the kind of silliness and playfulness of the account with a building that really desires, you know, um, some life back to it. And I thought it was always just kind of cheeky and fun. And as we started kind of developing our company and then we started doing this podcast, I never would have imagined that I'd be sitting in front of Tower Fantasy right now. I, I, I would guess this is the first time that you are actually talking right i mean this is the first time that people can actually hear tower fantasy come to life yeah that's right yeah so far it's just been through words and through imagery yep pictures 
<laughs> which speak louder than words. We'd, we'd so in some ways, we've been speaking for a while. Well, yeah. Why? Why are? Why are we anonymous? Why? Why is the tower unknown? Unknown. Yeah. Well, we think that the tower is a very interesting anomaly in the New Orleans skyline in that it is empty, uh, large, and surrounded by flat land, which makes it um, a really noticeable object. Uh, And we think that people see the tower and subconsciously, whether they know they're doing it or not, they project themselves on the tower in some way. You know, whether you're seeing a future for it, whether you're defining a past for it, whether you're just thinking to yourself, man, that's an ugly building, which we disagree with, but. (laughs) uh, Well, a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people know that it's abandoned. Like a lot of people aren't as familiar with the skyline of New Orleans. Like they'll see it, but it's just in their vision, it's in their peripherals. They don't know that it's completely empty. I think that, I think that even those that do know it's empty, everyone has a story that they tell themselves and tell mm-hmm. others. Um, during Mardi Gras, when we dressed up in the, the Plaza Tower costume, we had people stop us and say, oh, you're asbestos. The building's filled with asbestos. Yeah. And people have stories about that. They have stories about the elevators, shafts, like going, sinking down because of subsidence. They have stories about the structural integrity of the building. And by not having an identity associated with tower fantasy, you're not taking an authoritative uh, role in telling a a story in its totality. You're allowing other people to to kind of create that and respond to that. You know, just recently you posted in the icon image of uh, Morris Bart and the tower and its icon, you know, and and, um, I don't know, and, and people immediately respond to that because they have their own ideals of like, I don't know, what what does that mean, you know? And I, um, I, I personally love it because I think it's, you see this icon of the city and then you see this Instagram account that's like turned into this like pop culture, like underground art that's like taken its life, the life of its own, but it's so, um, it's so innocent. It doesn't have like a, a target. You're so used to seeing like some kind of marketing or someone's trying to sell a design and it's very refreshing to see something very fun and silly. And at the same time, you've like attracted all this attention to this kind of like forgotten space. So Right. And social media is often used to attract attention to to oneself and to boost an ego um and not that that doesn't boost my ego to see <laughs> to see all the likes or followers or um people that are, are are interested in the tower fantasy account but it's it's allowing the building to speak for itself and it's it just like we were saying earlier it's iconic just like morris bart is iconic in the new orleans urban landscape because it's so pervasive, you see it everywhere, and you you you're removed from it. So there's this like personal yet detached relationship. So I want to I want to talk about a little bit about the history of the tower because we we've sat down once before for lunch, and you guys give a great kind of background on the history of the tower and what it means to tower fantasy. And I think that plays a, a, a large role in why the account was even created, and even before the account, why a, a website was created. Can y'all elaborate a little bit on that? It was, it was originally um, conceived as like the flagship for a much larger development, or they saw the CBD in that area as um, an area where they're gonna, there were gonna be all these skyscrapers. I think 
uh, Spangling Bird had right. rendering. Right. It, it, most, some of the renderings that we have come across early on are the tower and then a tower surrounded by other towers, which is totally not what you see today. So um, it's interesting that, you know, and then it also had a very turbulent construction period where um, funding was lost for a while and then it was like a stop and go type of yeah. um, the developers. Developers were changing hands and going uh, bankrupt. Going so. bankrupt and people were being put in jail mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And um, it's, uh, it's funny now that like, the anticipation does not equal the final result, I guess. Well, we should touch on the fact that the Preservation Resource Center reached out to y'all to actually put on a, a show, which is this month-long exhibit. And I went to the party this past weekend, and it was so cool. They had all these... Uh, well, how was it attending your own party anonymously? Well, I don't even know if you can even... I mean, I don't even... Were you even... I'm, you don't where, have to disclose that you were even there. Were you yeah. at this party? Yeah, we were there. We were there. Yeah, I I love being anonymous. Yeah. I would get I get social anxiety going to a party where I'm not like the focus of attention. So it was fantastic. Uh, it was very fun to like. There are a couple um, hidden treats. One being the Studio Cicada animations that you guys did, which we loved. Um, but. A, there, we had a part of the exhibit where um, we had QR codes set up where you could use them and they would link to a website that was built in a day. It's insane. Our friend did it for us. That is insane. Uh, for the tower. It's very cool. Um, and it hosted, you know, all of these animations and other images that people had sent to us. The point of the story is that not many people knew that those QR codes were part of the exhibit. And so going to the party was like a fun trick for us to like pretend like we're well-informed party goers, you know, or like, oh, did you, uh, I wonder what this is? Like, oh, did you hear? Yeah. Well, you also allowed an opportunity for other people to make their own tower fantasy. Yeah, we sure did. We had a build your own collage station. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. It looked that from the time that we were there, it looked pretty packed. Like there were a couple. There was a lot of grown men, little kids. Yeah. There was a nice, nice mix. Nice mix. Nice mix. Everyone loves crafting. Yeah. And we struggled from kind of when we first started out conceptualizing the exhibit of how do we bring something that's so uh, digital media oriented to the real world. Right. And in lieu of cutting and pasting digitally um, through through so like software and Photoshop, uh, why don't we just use limit it to scissors and found print, printed material, right? Um, and just let people have fun with that because that's yeah. accessible to everyone. Right. I'd like to touch a bit on that, but while while you have it up, um, it's so beautifully curated. Can you talk a little bit about the processes behind your posts? I will say the process is a mystery. Um, one because I don't really fully know it myself, and two, it's 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 too right. simple to even share. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, when we first started, it, it it always started as a conversation of like, you know, not even about the Instagram post yet because we that hadn't the content hadn't even been, been developed, but kind of socializing the idea of tower fantasy with friends. Like, what would you do if you could do anything with Plaza Tower? Like, right. 45 stories. Like, what do you think it should be? Yeah. And our friends would tell us stories or anecdotes and get excited about it. And we're like, yeah, that's great. And, like, we weren't writing it down. There wasn't a project about it. 
but we would then use our devices and and figure out a way to try to collage what they said together. So right. like a one visual snapshot of what they said. Yeah. And and then going from there, it really relied on people's other other people's anecdotes because it gets really tiring to try to come up with your own. Yeah. Um and some of them are made by accident trying to do another yep. one. Um and other ones are done a little more carefully. The ones trying to reimagine the tower without the imagery of the tower. Those are more challenging, I think, for, mm -hmm. for us. But, mm -hmm. um, but I think we also we also try to make it approachable the whole time. I mean, we don't... Um, you have rules, right? Well, see, that's the thing, is I don't think we do. Okay. Like, uh, it's kind of... It's, yeah. we've, we've had conversations previously when we started, you know, like, is this post, you know, congruent with our overall thought process and idea for this project? And as soon as we ask that question, it's like, no, no, no. If we came up with something, if someone thought about the tower in a specific way and we made an image for it, that's enough. Those yeah. are the rules. The only you know? rule is no bad posts. No bad posts. No bad posts. I love that. Yeah. 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 We'll get embarrassed or... Uh, yep. kind of, uh, what's it called? Remorse, posting remorse. If regret. We yeah. <laughs> Post -regret. We don't get a lot of likes, but there's no reason to ever take any of those down because... Mm -hmm. But yeah. some people send you the art also, right? Like it's it's kind of a collaborative process. Right, yeah. We do get a couple, we get um, submissions from people, which are awesome. Um, and we we do curate those a little bit, you know, based on um, what, what we think see they were coming. Trying to achieve. Yeah, we've we've gotten a couple posts sent in where we weren't sure of the intent of the post, and so we I had we had a hard time posting those, just you know, with no uh, hesitation. Uh, but I think the best guest submissions usually have a story right. attached to it. We've definitely gotten submissions where people have actually um, written like an anecdote along with an image that they've generated. Um, people have sent us stories and then asked us to generate an image for that, which was also really, 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 really cool. Yeah. Because um, sharing and knowing those stories and hearing the, the towers, what it represents to folks is, right. is really interesting. Right. Um, but I think that we're where fans or other folks might might get it confused is that there is a formula to the aesthetic um, and they, they'll try to follow that. Right. And and that doesn't always work out exa uh, yeah. maybe how they had imagined it or even that's not how we necessarily think about it. Yeah. Does, does Tower Fantasy have a favorite post? You've had, yes. I, you know, I don't have my phone up right now. I don't know how, how many posts you've done. One that sticks out to me is Latoya Cantrell after she had gotten elected. I thought that was that was great. I really do love the icon, um, which was just released a couple of days ago, and of course the one when we had first met you guys um, for lunch and you had posted <laughs> literally the tower next to a cocktail. I thought that was really funny. Um, but what is y'all's favorite post? So the two posts that I show are um, one is Melania Trump's eyes. Oh, where yes, yes, yes. her eyes have, were photoshopped out with the tower's um, facade patterning. Yep. And uh, the second, which is really one of my favorites, is the fabulously gay duo. They're simply riding, just like they usually ride their, their spaceship, they're just riding the tower. And that's as, as racy, I think, as we've gotten with it, yeah. which, is, which is really fun because the, when, you, when you look at that tower and you say tower fantasy it just there's like packs of big punchers like this can't be suitable for work if i'm gonna pull this up 
Um, but there's it's it's also kind of poking fun at how phallic architecture is mm -hmm. just in general. And so, but some actually some folks at the exhibit were and it's funny how people nerd out to in, on the intellectual spectrum and the playful one. They're like, you'd think it'd be so masculine, but it's such a feminine project. Like it's such a feminine mm -hmm. aesthetic, which. Yeah, it's just kind of... Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, who's really going to believe that we had Tower, Tower Fantasy on today? I think we need to bring in some evidence. Um, we actually do have uh, a very special guest with us. It is uh, the father of one of, of the Tower the Fantasies. Tower Fantasies, one of seven. One of seven. Come on up. Step in, sir. Please, uh, please introduce yourself uh, anonymously. I'm part of the hive mind of Tower Fantasy. <laughs> Welcome. I'm digging it. it. It is true that Tower Fantasy is here with you, it's, and I can share that part of my DNA <laughs> is shared by other members of the hive mind that you know as Tower Fantasy. While we have the father of the hive mind here, is there anything else that you can you can tell us about Tower Fantasy? So, like everyone else, I've got my own observation. It's, it's not just an intersection of art, architecture, history, uh, and, and fantasy, but, it's, but it's, um, it's a relic of history. It's like thrown up on the shores of New Orleans by history, the, this 1960s enthusiasm for growth and development and all these failed projects that are left behind, and this is like a monument to that. And it's kind of like the Confederate memorials also thrown up by history for posterity to deal with. And it's, it's like the Confederate Memorials without the racism. Right. Uh, but it's, but it's <laughs> so it's this project for New Orleans to, to deal with. It's like it's, it's a legacy project that the ancestors from the 60s kind of left here for everybody else to deal with. And it's so partly you, people see reflections of themselves, their, their own ideas, their own theories. Uh, and that's the great thing about Tower Fantasy is that everybody in New Orleans has got an opinion about it and can join in the fun. So th the great, other great thing about Tower Fantasy is it's a community. And if anything's really going to be done with the Tower, it's got to be a collective effort from the people of New Orleans. And I think that, that the, the Tower Fantasy family has kind of roots in community development and community engagement. And this is a really creative way to do that. Uh, through technology and art and architecture, social media and and blog posts. Well, I appreciate the input from uh, uh, Father Tower um, <laughs> because uh, Father I did Tower. try to explain this to my parents over the weekend, and it's very difficult to put in a, a concise way. And I appreciate your summary of uh, the project. Um, there's a correlation between the tower and its expectations and. How, how did you anticipate where the Instagram account was going? Well, like we had mentioned, the, the Instagram was originally a, um, we were going to use it as an advertisement for a longer form website that we were planning that never got off the ground because the Instagram turned Took out over to be our a lives. much, <laughs> yeah, and turned out to be a much better platform for the speed at which we like to generate um, content. Um, so we're already flying by the sea of our pants. There, whatever expectations we had when we started are completely changed. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I think we are interested in um, just as vague as possibly, we are interested in making this a little bit more of a physical project. So the exhibit is one example of mm -hmm. that. 
Um, Make some in IRL injections. Right, exactly. What is IRL injections? Mean? In real life, as okay. opposed to IMM. Are you familiar with IMM? I am not, but you're here to tell us. Uh, the creator of the QR code okay. exhibit has, has, has created this term in my mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> so IMM versus IRL. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that um, originally, and we did an interview with Pelicanbaum of last year, and they asked a similar question, what's next for Tower Fantasy? And we said, our answer was, you tell us. Um, and that's been our, our mantra for a lot of the project is this isn't, we're, we're really interested in input from others. And that's what we've relied on for everything this whole time, but of, of appointing us and kind of the bumper cars or, or bumper lanes and bowling of steering us in the right direction. Um, and I think that it's, it's picked up momentum in a way where I think we're ready for um, IRL conversations with uh, folks that are involved with the building um, in a capacity that is not creative, that is more um, financial and actually have a stake in, in what happens there. Um, and I think that but we're going to continue to to borrow and plagiarize and use other people's ideas and build off of those. Um, our artist statement for the exhibit itself um, is kind of tongue-in-cheek play on that on that concept because in my mind, IMM, everything is copy. And so whether it's an article you read five years ago, a conversation that you had last week, or uh, something that you thought of in your head that you don't think is associated with something else, um, it's, all, it's all informed by other things. It's beyond the tower, what, what are, how else do you, do you see New Orleans? Like, what do you see New Orleans as in five to 10 years? Yeah, so and what action do you think New Orleans can take to make it a better place? Well, I think maybe there's something to be said about um, the fact that New Orleans struggles with a lot of, you know, abandoned buildings, a lot of vacant land, a lot of blighted properties that, um, and a lot of absentee landlords it kind of means it kind of has a little bit of a character where um, the public feels ownership over the city instead of the reverse. So like in other cities, maybe when you're walking down the street, you, you aren't like I own, like, you know, you're not, there's no ownership feeling, you know, or you we feel, should do this year and right. then do it. There's a, there's a separation. There's a line where it's like, I don't own this building. I'm not, I don't own this land. I'm not in charge of changing it or projecting a, an idea. But because New Orleans has um, all of these, what I'll call opportunities, um, it means that I think the people here and the people that we've interacted with all are much more um, willing to participate. And not in like, not always in a very formal way, but just um, it can be just like, you know, a casual story or an anecdote or, or you know, you have thought about the vacant lot next to you. So, but so, it's true. I mean, that's what it is. And I think that to our point earlier about, um, about other abandoned and neglected properties and sites in the city, that's really, for some of us, what motivated us to do this to begin with. Because here, the best way, I think, to learn any kind of either issue or case or industry is a case study. And Plaza Tower is one building that's easy because it's iconic. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone sees it and can relate to it and enjoys the posts. 
but it begs the question of what are the other layers behind it? And that's true with uh, uh, lots that are perceived as blighted when really it's title and succession issues. Right. That's true for buildings that um, are in dire need of repairs that someone can't afford. That's true for city infrastructure, roads, or biking paths, or walking paths that that haven't happened yet. Mm -hmm. It's all, it all starts bottom up, really. Right. right, and I think I think that is what I hope for and what I, we see as the future for New Orleans is um, even though top-down development is inevitable and always a part of it, but I do think that the city has a very strong personality that uh, makes it more conducive towards collective imagining, you know, community development, whatever that means. It's um, sounds fluffy, but super fluffy. Good sleep on it. Yeah. No, it's great. I think I think we need to keep I think we need to keep this energy going um, for development in general for the city because I think it's only best for our citizens for ourselves. Uh, I mean, it's an amazing place, so let's keep making it better. You know. Um, I know that Seamus and I are huge fans, uh, and we really enjoy seeing what is posted on the Instagram account, and it's very refreshing to hear the voices behind that account um, have a lot of passion for this city. So if you wanted to tell your fans something, uh, or your audience, what, what's something you would like to tell them? What's your tower fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> what I think would be interesting is if we asked you guys what... Like when you, oh, yeah. like uh, when you saw the account, what was your first reaction? Did you have a did you have a fantasy that came to mind first? Mm -hmm. James, do you so, want to answer that? So when I first saw the account, um, I I thought um, this is it's it seems like so much effort, and I don't understand what the end result is because I kind of just glanced at one image, and then when I when I was going through the feed. I was just, I slowly became like m more excited and happy just like seeing that this thing was this, this silly representation of this like iconic massive building of New Orleans and it was very just refreshing to me to be like, wow, um, someone or quite a few people out there are creating this thing without any like real end goal uh, and that's just very nice to see I think in this day and age, something that's just silly and relatable and um you you can tell the person behind it has a lot of passion but you're just not sure why for for me i was just kind of really impressed with like it was a an aha moment because you know driving around in the city and working downtown and it's, you finally come across this website and you're like oh my, i mean this instagram account and you're like oh my goodness like i've been thinking about this building forever like what should it be and then there's this awesome account that is um, facilitating other people's ideas and thoughts that are much better than mine, even being an architect, because at the end of the day, I'm so trained to like, oh, it should be mixed use and such and such and a, maybe a pool and blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and it's, it's like it's good to see like a cat on top of it. You're like, yeah, that's that's really I think the best thing for it is really this like giant Godzilla cat. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think people who are outside of our profession, um, James and I specifically, that. You know, they're coming up with ideas that are unique and that, you know, again, being immersed in our profession, you don't always think about the, you know, what it maybe should be. And I think kind of goes back to like, we, we say this in a lot of our podcast episodes, but listen to the owner or listen to the public because 
you know, people's thoughts and ideas matter. And that's what I appreciate about, appreciate most about it. To your point, I, I do think it's important to note that this project is a rejection of formal architecture or education. Cause I think architects are very self referential and take themselves too seriously. Um, we're very, very lucky to have you, and we're very happy to see where the cat herding, firefighting, and all 10 of you go. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This is really awesome. All right, so I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as we did, because interviewing eight to nine people that kind of multiplied into 12 was kind of difficult, but amazing. Yeah, all 14 of them were like super captivating, and if y'all ever get a chance to drive by Tower Plaza you will actually hear the swarm's jingle resonating throughout. Kyle Ortega, he's in there somewhere. I'm not sure what floor he's on, but I better believe that he's drinking some Brew Caray and potentially some PJ's coffee. So, Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs>